0: Welcome to Making the Leap, the podcast for women who are ready to jump into their future and make those lady boss business dreams come true. With your host, me, Rachel Perry, fellow female entrepreneur, wife, mom, and your personal business building guru. This is where we get real and talk about all the things you need to kick some serious entrepreneurial booty. From overcoming limiting beliefs to sharing the specific strategies I've used to build my own online business from the ground up. I've got you covered, girl. I'm going to be your new BFF when it comes to balancing life, momming, and business with poise, peace of mind, and of course, the power of a good set of fake eyelashes. Forget all the stories you've been told and the choices you've been given. You can have it all, and I'm going to show you how. Welcome back to another episode of Making the Leap. I hope this episode finds you well. I hope it finds you rested. I hope you had a great weekend. I just got back, literally just walked in the door from a weekend away with my mom. We went to Nantucket to meet a long-lost relative, and y'all, it was seriously one of my all-time favorite weekends ever. It was special to spend time with my mom, but also with this relative. And I'm clearly going to be sharing a little bit more about that with you in just a second. But I have to say one of the lessons I learned from meeting this amazing woman was that we cannot be defined by our circumstances. Or let me clarify that we shouldn't be defined by our circumstances and how to make sure that doesn't happen. So I'm going to talk to you about that today because I think so often when bad things happen to us, we make a choice. We either choose to move on or we choose to be defined by that. And oftentimes I think we don't realize that we are choosing the first, that we are choosing to be, actually, I don't know if that was the first, (laughs) but we're choosing to be defined by that circumstance. So I'm going to tell you the lessons that I learned today in just a minute. But before we get there, I just want to say thank you. This past week was a tremendous week for me as far as my podcast goes, because I hit 10,000 downloads. Now, if you talk to seasoned podcasters, I mean, I haven't talked to seasoned podcasters about this, but I would imagine they'd probably say, oh, just 10,000. Who knows? Actually, they probably wouldn't say that. But you guys, for me, that 10,000 is so significant because that means that 10,000 of you, or 10,000 listeners could be the same listener over and over and over again, but you've listened 10,000 times, not one listener. You get what I'm trying to say. And that means so much to me because you guys have heard me say this before. My podcast is truly a labor of love. It makes me so happy. And hearing what you guys think of it and hearing when it really hits home, hearing all those comments that you say or when you post on Instagram and share it with your comments, y'all, that means the world to me. And I'm so grateful that you allow me to hang out with you every week in your ears (laughs) it really does mean a lot. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And I'm excited to get to 20,000. Actually, I'm excited to get to 100,000. So share this podcast, y'all. Or just listen to it a lot. (laughs) I would like to read a review. I like to do this because you guys, I really just want to give you a shout out. I want to pay it forward. You benefit me when you share this review and I want to help you and I'd love to give you a shout out. So this week's review is from Hamilton 51. She says, Rachel, just love the podcasts. They are practical and you give some great advice. I personally loved the last episode of an actual coaching call with another guest. You make it sound so easy. Can't wait to learn more from you. Hamilton 51, girl, thank you so much for that. I have decided, and I said that last time, we are going to be doing a coaching series and I'm going to be doing a coaching session with random people. <laughs> and we're going to air it on here because I did get such great feedback. And Aaron was a great person to start with. But I've had such great experiences recording some of these coaching sessions. And I just feel like you all can benefit as well. So why not? Because y'all, that's why I'm here. I'm here to help. I'm here to serve. So thank you, Hamilton 51, for encouraging that me with that because it's going to happen, sisters. All right, let's get to this episode, shall we? Let's talk about not being defined by our circumstances. Okay, you guys, this weekend was amazing. My mom and sister and I have started a new thing where we try to go away together Last year, my sister and mom went to the Biltmore. I could not go because I had been traveling so much and needed to be home with my fam. And this weekend, my mom and I went to Nantucket and my sister couldn't go because it, well, it was just ridiculously expensive for her to fly from Charlotte to Nantucket. Luckily, we got a really good fare from DC to Nantucket and y'all, it was amazing. So the reason my mom and I went, not just to hang out together, but we found out, or my mom actually kind of knew, but I just found out that my grandpa, who passed away this past April at age 95, the most amazing man I've ever met in my life, my mom was telling me that he actually kind of had an adopted sister. Now, you guys, I'm 44 years old, and I've never heard about this adopted sister. (laughs) So I think what happened is that my grandpa was a significant amount of age older than her, so she was never really a major part of the family. You see, well, she was a major part of the family. But what happened is her name is Elizabeth, and her mother and father gave her up when she was one or two. Her dad left, and her mom decided that she just couldn't take care of Elizabeth. So my great-grandmother, my grandpa's mom, decided to take her in. And it turns out, I just learned this weekend, that my great-grandmother actually did this with a couple of children, took them in. It was hard times, even it was 1935, and took them all in. But this Elizabeth, I don't know what she is, this friend, this long-lost relative, Elizabeth, was the one who stayed the whole time. Now, her mom would come back every other week or whatever for the weekend just to visit with her. But really, my great-grandmother became her true mother, and my great-grandfather became her father. Now, she went to boarding school. She was sent away to boarding school at age three. Now, I need to clarify. This happened in England. I am originally from England. And back in those days, they believed boarding school was the best thing for children. And they started at age three. I mean, can you imagine? So my, I don't know what to call her, Elizabeth would just come back for holidays. Well, my grandpa was also at boarding school. So they really only saw each other during school holidays, which really wasn't very much. And again, he was about 10 or 12 years older than her. So there was quite a significant age difference. Well, that was the first circumstance, okay, that we're going to talk about with Elizabeth. Her parents left, They left her with someone else. Her father moved to Canada. She said her parents just obviously didn't want her. Okay, so she has that to deal with. Then she went to boarding school at age three. All right. But yet, even when she was talking about those experiences, she still had pleasant and amazing things to say about my great grandmother, about how she had these memories of her brushing her hair and singing as she brushed it dry. My great grandmother brushing Elizabeth's hair about helping her work in the farm, showing her how to take care of the house, how my great grandfather would show her how to milk the cows. She had such fond memories of that. Her childhood, she said, was a great childhood. Now, from me, my perspective, I'm thinking, how could you call that a great childhood? Your parents left you. You were sent to live with this other family. Then they sent you to boarding school and you were there till you were 16. How is that a great childhood? But she didn't think that. She thought it was amazing. And she looks back at my great grandparents with such fondness and love. And you could see it on her face. Then she moved to Nantucket. She got married in England, came to Nantucket on their honeymoon, fell in love with the place and moved there two years later where her birth father now lived. That's not the end of the tragedy, though, you guys. There's so much that happened in this amazing woman's life. Her father remarried. I mean, there are just so many stories that she didn't tell us. But I'm going to fast forward to about 10 or 12 years ago. And she had a massive heart attack. Okay. The reason she had this massive heart attack, which placed her in the ICU for 12 days, was because she was taking care of her ailing husband, who also had two heart attacks and was fighting such a long battle with cancer. Now you think, yes, of course, that's enough stress to put on anyone. But here's the kicker. They had invested everything. They had hired a financial advisor, as one does. And they had a home in Florida. They had a home in Nantucket. They both owned their own businesses. They were living a pretty good life, not the fancy richy rich life that (laughs) so many in Nantucket do. But they were living a very comfortable and secure life. Well, suddenly they realized, and I didn't find out exactly how they discovered this. That's going to be a question that I ask next time. But it turns out this beloved financial advisor who had become part of the family, who while she had been taking care of her ailing husband, he would step in and act as a son because her son lived so far away. They really trusted him. And guess what happened? Yeah, you know where this is going. He took them for all they had, every last penny. What? You know, this is the stuff you read about. Well, I've never met someone who's had that experience. You know, never. When she told me that, I feel like my jaw dropped and my mouth was open for 20 minutes. It's so devastating. And not only did it happen, but it happened while her husband was dying. So she had this heart attack where they thought she wouldn't make it through. And she lived through it. She made it out. Her husband, regrettably and so sadly, passed away. And there she was with very little to nothing, had lost her husband of, I don't know how many years, 50 years, and she had nothing left, no money. This is a woman who works five to six days a week as a tour guide at the Whaling Museum, which, by the way, if you're ever in Nantucket, you've got to go and check out. It's not a place that I would necessarily have wanted to go, but I'm so glad that I did because it was incredible. But she has picked herself up by the bootstraps, having lost everything. Can I say that enough? Everything. Two homes, a business, a husband, everything. So much money, and yet she shows up to work five days a week, with a smile on her face, is on her feet from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. every day. You guys, I haven't even said how old she is. She's 84 years old. What? And I said to her over and over again, Elizabeth, how are you not bitter about this? How are you not an angry, bitter person? Because you guys, every time we would sit and talk and have these conversations, I would learn something else that happened to her, another tragedy, another hardship. Yet she was the most delightful woman ever met so caring, so kind, went out of her way to make sure we felt comfortable. We stayed at an Airbnb, but she would drive across the island each day to pick us up and take us on a tour of the island. She would take us to the museum. She would take us to the shops. She she saved up. She said she'd been saving up for this weekend and took us out to dinner. Guys, I mean, you know, we tried to pay for that. But this was the most delightful woman I've ever met. And yet, She didn't need to be like that. Her circumstances could have defined her. She could have been such an angry person. She would have every right to be. Am I right? She would have every right to be angry at the world and mistrusting of people. I mean, I think she is not fully trusting of people, but, you know, every reason to be angry and bitter, but yet she's not not even in the least, you would never know looking at her. She is living this life now. She's making the most out of her life. She's an incredible artist. She makes the most amazing needlework pieces and is just an incredible person. And it really got me thinking, you know, we so often define ourselves by our circumstances. When something bad happens, we immediately jump to, well, I guess I'm just not good enough. Or I guess I'm just not meant to have something like this. Or I guess it's just not meant to be. Or I mean, the list goes on. You know what, I have been talking to so many people recently, through various coaching calls. And when I meet them at different events, and I get to talking to people, and there are so many people in this world who are defined by their circumstances, people who have lost jobs. And you know what, I get it. I'm not, placing any blame. I'm not accusing anyone of anything because you know what? I get it. When bad things happen, it's so easy to want to become the person who blames their outcomes on their circumstances. But you guys, you are not happy doing that. You are not happy being a product of your circumstances. You are not happy when you let your circumstances define you. Because you are bigger than your circumstances. And listen, there is so much happening in this world. There is so much tragedy. There is so much heartbreak. There is so much loss. But if we look at these situations as situations to grow from, our outlook on life changes instantly. Now, I'm not saying this is easy because it's not. When you're dealt the cards that aren't so great, when you're in finding yourself in situations that are feel hopeless or feel like there's no way out, it's understandable that you become a result of your circumstance. But friends, you know what? I'm here to tell you that it can be done. Because just looking at this woman, just talking to Elizabeth, just experiencing life with her for a few days, I realized, you know what? If anyone can overcome circumstances, she can. And if she can, then you can. You really can. So here is how you're going to do this. Here is how you stop your circumstances from defining you. The first thing is that you choose not to let them define you. Oh my gosh, that's so hard. And you might be thinking, yeah, Rachel, well, it's easy for you to say, but you didn't just lose a father. Well, Rachel, it's easy for you to say, but You didn't just lose your entire business. Well, Rachel, that might be easy for you to say, but you're not currently going through a terrible divorce. You didn't just lose your children. You didn't get abused growing up. And you know what? You're right. I didn't. And I'm not going through any of those things right now. But I have. I have had to deal with death in a family. You know, I have had to deal with tragedy in life, but I'm not those circumstances. They don't define me. And I don't want you to let them define you either. Because when you do that, you are holding yourself back. You are getting in your own way, my friend. And I don't want you to get in your way anymore. So the first step is to choose not to let your circumstances define you. The second step is to reframe it. Okay. For example, Elizabeth, she could say, well, my life has sucked. I have been dealt every bad, awful situation that you could possibly be dealt, and I'm done. This is just not a fun way to live life, I quit. Instead, she has chosen to look at it like this. You know what, that was a really hard time in my life. That was a really, really hard and dark time in my life. But had that not happened, I wouldn't have realized the support I have. I wouldn't have realized the depth of friendships that I have. I wouldn't appreciate the fact that that I live in an apartment that has running water. I wouldn't appreciate that because I already had it. You see, she has reframed everything. And I said to her so many times, and I told you this before I can't believe that you are such a kind and loving person that you aren't bitter or angry. And she said, You know what? I'm lucky. I'm still here. I'm lucky. I have friends. I get to be with you guys this weekend. I'm lucky. I can pay for my apartment. I'm lucky. You know what, though? I kind of choose to disagree that she's lucky. I think she's blessed. But I also think she's chosen not to let her circumstances define her. She made that choice. She reframed how she looked at these circumstances. And she chose to live the way she's living. Which brings me to the second or the third step and not letting your circumstances define you. And that's to choose again. You have to constantly choose not to let them define you because it's so easy and so natural to fall into the trap of letting them define you. I am not what my circumstances are. I want you to say that. I am not my circumstances. I choose to live fully and I choose to live deliberately. I am not my circumstances. (laughs) I feel like a little bit like, I don't know what just happened there. So I hope that you, that benefits you in some way, because I'm getting really passionate about this. I don't know if you can tell through wherever you're listening, but man, I'm passionate about this because I haven't had the tragedy that Elizabeth had, but yet she was a much more joyful person than maybe even me sometimes. It was so powerful to me to see this demonstrated. And I thought about you guys and I thought, I want to share this lesson with you because you might not be going through that right now. Or maybe you're listening to this and you are going through something right now and you need to hear this, that you are not your circumstances. And while you have every right to grieve and feel hopeless and to feel like there's no way out, I'm here to tell you that there is a way out. And it's choosing not to let them define you. And that will take so much effort on your part emotionally, but I believe in you and I know you can do it. So here is what you're going to do. Just a refresher. You're going to choose not to let your circumstances define you. Then you're going to reframe those thoughts that you have surrounding your circumstances. And then you're going to keep choosing Because it is a battle and it is something that you'll have to do every day when you feel yourself going down that path. But guess what? It gets easier and you will do it and you can do it. And guess what's going to happen when you do? Your life is just going to be amazing because you're becoming a stronger person. You are becoming a person who sees life from a different perspective, who's not a victim, who makes the choice to create the life they want. And I want that for you. So I hope that you found this helpful today. I hope that this is encouraging to you because my friend, you are amazing. And I am truly so grateful for you. And I'm, as always, cheering you on from through your ear pods because I really believe in you. And I want you to believe in yourself too. So until next week, my friends, have a good one. That's it for this week's episode of Making the Leap. Thank you so much for joining me today, you guys. And hey, listen, if you love today's show and have a friend who might benefit from this episode or even the whole podcast, send them a link, share this episode or screenshot it, share it on Instagram and tag me at Rachel A. Perry. I would truly be so honored. And as a thank you for sharing me on Instagram, you'll be entered into a drawing for an Amazon gift card. Who doesn't love Amazon Prime? Am I right? And hey, listen, if you haven't already, come and hang out with me over on Instagram where I share all kinds of craziness and free resources to help you make the leap both in business and in life. Because let's face it, life and business can be hard. So why not get all the help we can? Till next week, my friends. Take care.